you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And now, move the sticks. Ten takeaways from week one with Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, and Rhett Lewis. What? Oh, what? Did you hear that? How about that? Oh, yeah. yeah we're, not, the we're, not, we're not tiptoeing into this week, week one takeaway. We got a new member on the uh, on the wow. sign there, Rhett Lewis. Welcome to the show, my Guys, friend. Guys, how about I, that? I am uh, I am floored. You how know, for the that? longest time, I felt like, you know, the second cousin that only showed up at weddings, funerals, <laughs> and family reunions. Oh, you're still... You're still, a, You're still very still much a, a second cousin, uh, oh, okay. but we, we, we say your name now. So okay. That's what we well, I, I just I felt like now we're the wolf pack, you know? <laughs> we're the three best friends now, you know? This is great. Thank you. Oh. Hey, Buck. Buck, it's great to uh, great to be back with you. It's great to have Rhett along uh, with us now. He's going to be with us each and every week as we go through our Takeaway podcast. It's going to uh, come out each Monday after an NFL weekend. And I know we've got a lot to get to today. I'll let you uh, tell the folks what we have coming up. Yeah, you talk about a great week of football. We're going to naturally have the 10 takeaways with all yes. Sunday's games, talk about everything that took place over the weekend. But we also have to talk about Antonio Brown joining the New England Patriots, how it went down, what it means to the league, what it means for the Patriots. This has been kind of the news that everyone is talking about. <laughs> so, you know, we got to spend some time talking about it on the podcast. I think we each kind of go with one uh, one thought there, one big yeah. takeaway. And everything's been said about this. There's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, but, Red, I'll, I'll get to yeah. you off, off mine here. But I, I just think from a from a fit with, uh, with the Patriots, forget about everything that happened with the Raiders. That's all been discussed. And let's move on and talk about the new relationship with the Patriots. My only reservation – is when you look at the way Ben Roethlisberger plays, which Ben can play some backyard football. You know, you're not necessarily where you're supposed to be, or you're going to be creative, take some creative license uh, to kind of, you know, adjust on the fly. Ben can scramble around a little bit. He can adjust. He can make some things happen. I know their relationship didn't work out uh, personally, but I thought professionally on the field they were a good match. I I'm not sure that's the same when you talk about Tom Brady, somebody who's very uh, meticulous, somebody who you're at the right depth at the right time. It's an anticipation patient thrower there's a lot of trust involved there I don't know that Brady's as much of a reactionary guy as he is an anticipatory guy and I don't know if that's a great fit there with an ultra talent and maybe as, as talented as we have in the game and Antonio Brown I'm just I'm I'm, a, I'm a reserve the right to see what this fit looks like and I, I think along those lines it you know their offense was in such rhythm already against the Steelers in week one Philip Dorsett as efficient as you can get four targets, four catches, two touchdowns, first multi-career uh, touchdown game of his career. So what is the where does he fit in in the offense? And then how long does it take for A.B. to get up to speed is kind of what I'm wondering. Yeah, like, this is a unique deal, but this is something that the Patriots have done before. They are not afraid to take chances on guys who would be deemed characteristic, guys who are right. – uh, coming off of bad situations. Look, they did it with Albert Hainsworth. They did it with Randy Moss. They did it with Chad Ochocinco. They've done it with a bunch of players. They kick the tires, and if it works out, those guys stay. If it doesn't, they move on. The tricky thing for me when it comes to A.B. is A.B. is a guy that does not play on the script. He kind of dances to the beat of his own drum, and it's going to be hard for Tom Brady to play with someone who you don't necessarily know where they're going to be. However, that's it. 
He is an A-level talent, something that they haven't had in that offense. He's terrific in the catch-and-run game. Uh, you think about all the things that Julian Edelman is able to do, running option routes and doing things over the middle of the field. If you can imagine A.B. being able to do those things, I just worry about his ability to really be in the details. Yeah. Is he a detailed guy, not only on the field, but off the field? Can he do all of the things that you have to do to be part of the Patriot way? I think that is where I probably have my biggest concerns. I mean, is this offense, though, built to isolate him and let him just do what he does best, and that's just beat cornerbacks in a one-on-one situation? Well, you look, there, there's a lot of option routes, and there's some freedom yeah. in there in the inside, Buck. Um, but when you, you talked about it, I mean, just knowing where you're going to be and Tom Brady seeing a coverage, seeing leverage, and knowing where Julian Edelman's going to be, I'm just – I want to wait and see. You know, this could work out spectacularly. Right. Um, but to your point, Buck, it also could be a situation where, you know, he's late to meetings. If he's he doesn't show up to something, that ain't going to fly in New England. Mm, it's not going to fly. And no matter what we say – all kids, all players crave discipline and structure. I think one of the things that A.B. knows going in is a very disciplined and detailed program. He is going to have to abide by certain rules, and I think we will probably find him doing it, even though he's never done it previously in his career. Yeah, we're talking about probably and hopefully and maybes. We'll see how yeah. it all works out there uh, with Antonio Brown. All right, let's, uh, let's get rolling here on our takeaways. Uh, the first one, I'll start us off here. It's simple, LaMarvelous. Jackson has all day looking deep for Hollywood Brown again. He's got it. Brown off to the races and he stays on his feet. Touchdown. 83 yards. Well, this is a perfect marriage. We talked about putting a track team around Lamar Jackson, having a lot of speed and and be able to pay off the run game. That was what was frustrating to me watching this Ravens team last year. Run, 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 run. And they never were able to pay that off. When you've got eight and nine guys trying to flow to the run, you've got to be able to hit something over the top. I love the tight ends that they have, Buck. I love what they can do there. But being able to pay those off with explosive plays, that's what we saw from Lamar Jackson. And going back and looking at the tape, the, the simple things I enjoyed, look, the numbers are off the charts, and we know the Dolphins aren't good. But when you look at the way he threw the ball outside the numbers, which we talked about in the draft process, he really struggled. I thought he was much improved in that area. And I thought when there were blown assignments in the back end by the Miami Dolphins, he showed the field awareness and the field vision to find it and attack. Um, so those are my big takeaways watching Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown was uh, be able to pay that runoff down the field, mm-hmm. check, improve the accuracy outside the numbers, check. And then when you get somebody naked, you got to find them. And he did. Yeah, because I think in this offense, it's imperative that they get the explosive plays in the passing game. When you run and run as much as they are planning to run, you have to be able to flip the field with some of those play-action passes. The thing that you talked about at the very beginning of the podcast, they had to assemble enough speed around them. They wanted to put a track team around them. Well, they've done that, and we saw it pay off in spectacular fashion. Three rushes, six yards for Lamar, just like we all drew it up, right? Yep. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. Uh, but okay. we'll see what happens. Yeah. The competition's going yeah. to improve. Right, right. It's going to improve. But man, that was a that was a great start. You got the next takeaway, Buck. Yeah, Dak is coming into his own. Prescott's over 300 yards passing on second and five from the 25. Play action blocked from Tyron Smith deep middle in stride at the five, walking in for the touchdown. It's Randall Cobb. You know, this game was. T- 
interesting to watch because there was so much fascination about Kellen Moore and what this offense was going to look like. How would Dak handle whether Zeke is back there or not back there because in the past he had a tough time. And I just believe this was one where he showed the football world that he is coming into his own as a franchise quarterback. Uh, we can talk about the price tag, whether he's a $35 million quarterback or $40 million quarterback or whatever. If he continues to put up these kind of numbers, it is going to be easy for Jerry Jones to justify paying him. And I think he not only has developed, but I think Kellen Moore did a really good job of setting him up for success. Um, a lot of quick routes, a lot of quick rhythm throws. The ball was not in his hands long, and he allowed the playmakers to play. If they continue to just kind of stay on the same page, this offense will be the Cowboys' best defense, and that is going to give them an opportunity to go a very, very, very long way in the postseason. Early returns on the Kellen Moore effect along with Dak Prescott, pretty darn <laughs> impressive, right? We're back in Boise. My goodness. I mean, they were rolling. I mean, Dak was talking about it all training camp, you know, how he loves what Kellen Moore was doing, but, you, you know, you don't really know. No, you never know what's going to look Until like. they get out there, and that was impressive. All right, I'll keep us rolling here, shall we? Uh, let's roll through the takeaway number three. How about an early blossom from one of the McVeigh tree branches? 16 seconds left in the half. The Bengals still need at least 20 yards. Dalton back to throw under pressure. He's going to fling it deep downfield. It is caught nice. at the 10 by yeah. Ross. Touchdown, yeah. Bengals. Answer. As John Ross Answer. reached up, made a two-handed grab, and ran it in for a 55-yard <laughs> touchdown. I mean, look, give my man Zach Taylor credit for being somebody who could finally figure out how to unlock John Ross, mm-hmm. right? Seven catches, 158, and get him back in two Seattle. scores, right? Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Get him up in the Pacific Northwest again. I mean, that was so impressive. First 400-yard game of Andy Dalton's career, and while they probably weren't as balanced as Zach Taylor would have liked, uh, I mean, that was – this is now this is not the – you know, Legion of Boom. This is not the Seattle defense that we saw from a few mm-hmm. years ago, but this was, there are no slouches on defense. Now, no, Bobby Wagner's still one of the best defensive players in football, and they were able to pick apart that defense in the pass game. And the, the scariest thing is there's still room for improvement. They were 0 for 3 in the red zone. They had three turnovers. And then defensively, we kind of gave Zach a bunch of, uh, a bunch of guff in the offseason for trying to build his staff, taking so long to find a defensive coordinator, settles on Lou Anarumo, and all they do is hold Seattle to under 200 passing and under 100 rushing. I mean, they had it rolling. They did have it rolling. And the way that this... And it wasn't a loss. I get that. I mean, it it wasn't a loss. But like watching the game, I felt like there was a a sense of direction. I felt like there was a plan in place. I felt like Andy Dalton was very, very comfortable doing what he needed to do in that offense. And then the reemergence of John Ross. Prior to the draft when he came out, I was one of those that I will tell you, I had a man crush on him for the big play potential that I saw. Hadn't been able to do that the first couple years in the league, but we saw it against the Seattle Seahawks. He has the speed to take the top off the defense. That matters. He also can get vertical and make big plays. He gives them this kind of playmaking with A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. They're going to make plenty, yeah. plenty. And plenty A.J. wasn't even on the field, games. and he is gonna come, he's going to be back in a few weeks. That's, that's exciting if you're a Bengals fan. No doubt. To me, when you look at, at this division, the AFC North, which is a fascinating division, if we're talking like big surprises, to me, I wasn't really surprised that Cleveland struggled. We'll get to them mm-hmm. in a little bit. I wasn't surprised that, that Pittsburgh got blown out by New England because we know what New England does, especially when they have time to prepare. Baltimore beating the JV team in Miami was not a big surprise. This was the biggest surprise to me was the Bengals being competitive in this game, uh, which is encouraging. What What is the, the reason for a little bit of uh, let's wait and see here? 
when you give up five sacks, when you can't run yeah. the football, yeah. that's not great. When you look inside that division to those teams we just discussed, one thing all three of those teams can do, they can rush the quarterback. So mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be an area without Jonah Williams and company. Uh, they're yeah. going to have to shore that up. So uh, just something to keep an eye on there uh, with the Bengals. All right, let's keep things rolling here. Uh, the game I was at, the Chargers and the Colts, trust me, the Chargers <laughs> are just fine with their running back situation. Rivers sets up the screen. Here's Eckler. He's got blockers. 50, 45 outside the numbers. Right side, 40, 35. Still on his feet. Eckler, it's a sprint to the end zone. Touchdown! Chargers! Austin Eckler, 55 yards. Oh, there he is. Matt Money Smith. Beautiful, beautiful tones of Matt Money Smith. Look. Go yeah no they cut me out of that by the way they yeah. didn't even let that play a little bit Nabil Nabil that's a fine <laughs> you got to let that thing run a little bit longer so I can hear my own voice there uh, anyways this this is a Chargers team and going back and and watching the tape I knew um, you know Austin Eckler Justin Jackson they went four and zero without Melvin Gordon last year at it and make it five and zero right now now they don't have the same exact running style but what they do in the passing game um, catching the football was easy to see Austin Eckler had almost hundred yards receiving in this game at three total touchdowns. Touchdowns. But, Buck, the thing that jumped out to me, I put it on a little video on Instagram. Austin Eckler in pass protection was money. I mean, attacking the line of scrimmage, uh, facing up Darius Leonard. We know what he can do as a blitzer, how athletic he is. Chargers have some issues coming off the edges at the tackle position without Russell Okun. Um, but, man, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson put his face in the fan a couple times as well. They were outstanding at pass protection, and you know what they can do uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. It's a little different formula than with Melvin Gordon, but they can still get it done. Yeah, absolutely can get it done. And here's the thing about Austin Eckler. His ability to make plays in the passing game can allow them sustain uh, drives. And even though it's not technically running yards, rushing yards, these little swing passes and screen passes and things are high percentage plays that allow you to stay and maintain your schedule. And for Phillip Rivers, he's developing a comfort zone with him. Um, as I look at the charge, the fact that they're doing it without Melvin Gordon, they're doing it without um, Derwin James. I like the Derwin way they James, were, Russell Okun. Yeah. Like I like the way they're well positioned. This is a team that is going to play their best ball in December for them to get a win against a very, very tough team. Says a lot about them and their character. They're gonna be able to stop the run going forward. Marlon Mack, 174 yards on the ground. Well, that's DJ. the best to me, that is the best offensive line, run run blocking offensive line. I, I would even say over Dallas, the way they move with with Ryan Kelly at center, who I think is the best center in the NFL, Quentin Nelson, who I think is the best guard in the NFL, uh, and Glowinski's a good player, Costanzo's I mean they they create some yeah. movement there along yeah. the interior. It is now that's the one I'm not I'm not sold on. That's a different conversation for a different day. Okay. They had to help Braden Smith the whole day in pass protection. Gotcha. Uh, Bosa had his way with him. So that that if you're looking for a cause for concern with the Colts and Jacoby Brissett look good, it's the right the ball side around, of the line. Um, mm-hmm. Braden Smith is a guard playing tackle. Yeah. I'll leave it there. Copy that. All right, Buck. It's not always pretty, but Josh Allen gets it done. Josh Allen alone in the backfield takes the snap. Looks down the middle. Looks left. Looks for John Brown. Gets separation. Makes the catch at the 10 into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Buffalo. And the Bills are an extra point away from taking this lead. You know, man, we can say a lot of things about Josh Allen, and it's not always aesthetically pleasing. It's not always pretty. It's not a, a perfect painting. But it is effective for the way that they play. And, Look, I thought the young man was going to fall apart, like four turnovers that were uh, mistakes on his own, two interceptions, two fumbles. I just wondered how he was going to maintain his his ability to stay engaged and give him credit because he's just like the community up there. He's tough. He's resilient. He's gritty. 
He did a great job in the fourth quarter of steadying the ship and getting his team, getting the boat to the dock. For that, he deserves credit. Yes, they need to clean up the other areas of his game, but the fact that he has enough to understand when to take it up an extra notch speaks volumes about him. Take that defense out to dinner this week. I mean, yeah. I mean, they kept, oh they kept him in that game. Yeah. That's, that is a ferocious unit up there, man. And by the way, Allen, the first quarterback in the last five years to win a game uh, and accounting for four-plus turnovers. The other thing with that game, too, is, is C.J. Mosley. Uh, I know they paid him a lot of money. I know a lot of people around the league thought that was too much money for the Jets to pay him. But, man, when he was out in the field, dominant defense, forcing those turnovers at a pick six, all that. He comes off the field, and it was like a totally different totally, yeah. team. You're and right. Buffalo was just up and down the field once he went out of that game. So, um, and, and then offensively, as good as the Bills were defensively, the Jets. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very optimistic about this team. Uh, I thought they've got a chance to, you know, be over 500. But man, they've got to they've got to get some things figured out up front, and the quarterback needs to play better. Uh, how about yeah? I'm, I'm with you on that. How about a quarterback who found his rhythm uh, in the second half, and that was Carson Wentz, and it was a happy homecoming in Philly for Deshaun Jackson. Wentz back. Wentz steps up. Here comes the rush. He is going deep, and it is caught. And in for a touchdown, Deshaun Jackson! Give the people what they want. Give them some more DJ. Oh, it was down the right sideline, and Wentz put it up, and DJ cracked it into his hand. This is what he does. I mean, you know, I think all the time when we're talking about players that are deep threats, we talk about game-changing speed. Mm -hmm. That right there is why we call it game-changing speed. The Eagles were down 17 to nothing when on a third and 10, Carson Wentz went deep for Deshaun Jackson, completely turned that game around for them. And then he went back to the well again for a 53-yarder. So two touchdown, two deep throw touchdown passes. It was almost as if Deshaun Jackson had never left Philly and we didn't see him in Washington and we didn't see him in Tampa. (laughs) And he was just back to what he was doing when he was in his prime there with Philly. I mean, that was that. And that to me, that also brought us back to Carson Wentz before the ACL injury. I mean, that was the explosive Mm -hmm. type offense that we saw from Philly. And I mean, I'm I'm excited to watch this offense, this Philly offense with that kind of uh, big play potential going forward. Yeah, tremendous amount of big play potential. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson does it better than anybody else. His ability to get over the top changes the equation. And I think for Carson Wentz, he loves it. It's the first speedster that he's had on the outside. I think we will see his his game improve. We also will see his yards for attempt improve because there are going to be plenty of big shots. Well, think about the big year that Carson Wentz had, and you had Torrey Smith right. playing the role of the over-top guy. And I and no no offense, Torrey Smith, he's had a good career. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's on a little different level sure. uh, yes. than Torrey Smith, filling that deep threat role. So that's a big upgrade there. Um, Deshaun Jackson, to me, played inside. He played outside. Mm-hmm. They got him the ball underneath because you have to respect the speed. And then when you when you get your opportunities, you take your deep shots down the field. I thought it was beautiful. And and this Eagles team, look, it was not perfect. No, Our defense, defense gave up a bunch trouble. of yards. Yeah. And a bunch of points. But I think as we go through this long NFL season, we talk about it all the time, Buck, in the team building side mm-hmm. of things. You have to be able to win different styles of games. You can't just be the team that has to win the low-scoring game. You can't yes. be the team that's in a shootout each and every week. I think that's what the great teams do. When one side, you know, one of the three you know, units is down, one of the other three's got to pick them up. And I thought the offense did a nice job of picking up a defense that wasn't really uh, what we expected. Yeah, the defense struggled more than, than, than we thought that they would struggle. Like, like we thought that they would be able to kind of lock it down and kind of get it in order, and they, they just simply weren't able to kind of get control of the game. That's it. I think we have to make sure that we don't overreact to some of the things that happened in week one. Teams kind of find their identity right around the middle of the year, but 
Just be patient, bear yeah. with them, because there's a lot of talent. At some point, they'll figure and, it out. And by the way, on the Redskins side, did you hear what Jay Gruden said after the game on Adrian Peterson? He's like, yeah, it, you know. Say if we want to run it 50 times. Yeah, and if we want to get I formation, get a fullback out, then yeah, I'll get Adrian Peterson up. Well, well, guess what? Darius, Ge- <laughs> Darius Geis is banged up, and so you're going to yeah. have to get Adrian Peterson up. Yeah, next he's going to be out for a while. Yeah, yeah. It- yeah, that was bizarre, man. I know. A little friendly fire there <laughs> yeah, on, it was. on his own player. Didn't expect that. Uh, well, Bucky just said it. You know, let's not get carried away with week one results. <laughs> Forget that. No, let's get carried yes. away with week one results because I am right now. This Cleveland Browns hype machine, slow down. From his end zone, Mayfield in trouble. Hit. Sack! <laughs> Safety! <laughs> the 100th on. of oh, his illustrious career the produces two for Tennessee. Is there a, no, I like money, 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 money is my favorite uh, play-by-play guy, and I work with him. But Mike Keith is right there. He he is so into it and so invested yeah. in all those uh, historical calls, the throwback, the miracle in uh, in Tennessee. There are no flags on the field. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, but watching this game, guys, and talking about the Cleveland Browns, we can talk. We can talk about all the excitement, right? You bring in Odell Beckham mm-hmm. and those, uh, you know, the, all the moves they make. We'll see what happens on that defensive front. Olivier Vernon, I like that move. I like a lot of the moves that they made. However, when you look at this team, offensive line wise, Buck, I feel like we've been saying this all off season. This is an issue. This is an issue for this team. You want to see what it looks like. I, I put a little uh, a little tweet out where I showed what it looks like with a four-man rush, and there's three guys basically <laughs> unblocked coming after Baker Mayfield. And, look, Baker Mayfield's getting a lot of heat because of the three turnovers, and he's so brash in the way he talks, and, and you know people are just cannot wait to get it, give it back to him. Yeah. Uh, but, look, to me, he's got some sloppy footwork mm-hmm. that he can clean up, Buck. Um, but it's hard to play quarterback when you've got that in front of you. They, they are not good up front. No, they're not good up front. And if they don't have an established running game, not saying that they have to start out just kind of grinding it out, but they have to be able to run the game so play action works for them. When we talked to Freddie Kitchen, we talked to him at the combine. He talked about the play action passing game. He talked about 12 and 13 personnel, two and three tight ends. But to really make it sizzle, you've got to be able to run the ball out of those same sets. They haven't been able to do so. And disappointingly, the defense with, I mean, 18 Penalties, not all those are defensive penalties, but way too oh, much. Yeah. They know before you can win, you have to learn how not hey, to Buck. lose. Hey, Buck. And it, it's problematic. Buck, you remember, though? You remember? Do you remember us talking about it when they had those joint practices, right? Yes. With the Indianapolis Colts. And the, and the, the Browns said, oh, they got in like four or five fights in that in that scrimmage. And, and they said, down. oh, we don't back down mm-hmm. from anybody. This yep. is how we are. Yeah, we're the big – and we talked about the fact that the best teams we've been around, the physical teams, don't do that nonsense. They, they know when down. they know to get, yep. get their work done and they treat, treat each other professionally. They don't get involved in all that. And I thought that showed a lack of discipline. And I thought when we see 18 penalties in the first game, that's immediately where my mind went. Yeah, I'm, look. 18 penalties are unacceptable. It's hard to overcome those things. And even with all the talent they have on offense, like you got to play the game the right way. You want to play a clean game. Those turnovers, those mistakes, those miscues, they lead to losses down the line. They got to make sure they take care of this. They got to get on it this week. I mean, and they made a – now, given they were putting in some pretty good field position a, a bunch of times, but this Titans offense was – you know, I, I was as – unenthused with that offense in the offseason leading up to the season <laughs> as any in football. And they come out and, I mean, look, Mariota, three touchdowns, a couple of the Delaney Walker, nice to get him back. You get the big chunk play to, to uh, Derrick Henry. I, you know, you're going to make that offense look real, look pretty good, then you got some problems. Did you see Vrabel's comments, Buck, real quick before we I didn't. I saw Delaney Walker's comments. I saw Delaney Walker's comments. I didn't see Vrabel's. 
So I didn't see Delaney Walker. So Vrabel said in the locker room, and they posted it. You can see it. They're like, look, exactly like what we said, we're the tougher <laughs> team and we're the more disciplined team. And, and it was just like, True. it was like, man, they knew coming into this game that the Browns, that this, credit to they them. were buying all that. Yeah, credit no. to the Titans, man. I mean, they, they find a way to win. And, yeah, they, they yeah. found a way to win. And I still have questions about Mariota, but I will say if this defense is able to play like they played and if Arthur Smith is able to control the game the way they control the game and kind of play keep away a little bit from the Browns, they certainly can win a bunch of games. No All doubt. Right. I'm with you. All Here right. we go. All Next right, one. This, this, one's, it. this one's mine. Let's do it. Kansas City Chiefs offense is unstoppable. In the backfield, it's Tyreek Hill on third and three. Four-man front for the Jaguars. As Mahomes holding it, firing it late, caught at the 40. Now 45, 50 in the open field at the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City. Sammy Watkins, a 67-yard touchdown right out of the gate. Look, I think some people forget that Sammy Watkins was a top five pick. Was that not um, uh, Tyreek Hill that caught that? No, that was Sammy Watkins, yeah, huh? I think some people forget. <laughs> Sam, look, Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs have done a great job assembling a track team. You talked about wanting to put speed around Lamar Jackson. Well, when you have a quarterback like Pat Mahomes who really can throw it legitimately out the stadium, you need guys that can stretch the field. And that is what they have. Tyreek Hill is a guy that can take the top off the defense. You talk about Sammy Watkins being able to take that. Uh, Nicole Hardman being able to come in and do that. And then the other weapons that they've surrounded him. I know Shady McCoy didn't play a big role, but you saw him for a little bit be like, oh, that looks like Shady McCoy of old. And so as Andy Reid is playing this and he knows that he has to play offensive football like a video game, they have enough weapons where they can just make it go on tilt when it comes to pinball. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm wondering how much and if they're able to sustain that type of offensive production with without Tyreek for a few weeks, which is what yeah. they're going to have to deal with here. I mean, yeah. like, DJ, you think that makes a difference here moving forward? Or you just you say me walking slides oh. right in there and then they don't miss a beat? Well, no, I think you're going to feel Tyreek Hill being yeah. gone. I, I do believe that. The interesting thing on Sammy and... Sammy Watkins was my second-rated player that year in the draft, so nobody's yep. been rooting more for Sammy <laughs> than I have. But we've been – me and Bucky have had this running joke because when he got that money, yeah, Buck was – I all of a sudden became like a Sammy detractor just because I thought, man, that might have been a little rich um, for, for what they paid there. And Bucky's defended him. And last year I was feeling pretty good, Buck. Last year, Sammy Watkins – Three touchdowns. <laughs> Week one this year, Sammy Watkins, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. So I think the, the balance might be tilting back over towards Bucky on this on this argument. No, I, I, just, I just think it's, it's unique. Like, one of the things that is really important in the evaluation process, especially when you're building a team, is fit and scheme. And you and I talked about Andy Reid and what Andy Reid always does. He always goes back and tries to recreate things that he had in the past. I believed in Kansas City, he basically recreated what he had in Philadelphia at one time when he had Deshaun Jackson and then he had Jeremy Macklin and some other guys that kind of played in that role. And so Tyreek Hill, to me, is their Deshaun Jackson. Sammy Watkins is their Jeremy Macklin. He may never be the front-line guy of that offense, but you're seeing when you take option number one and number two away, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey respectively, Sammy Watkins is a lot better than people's third options around the league. I'm with you on that. And look, guys, I mean, they, they approached 500 total yards of offense. They ran 60 plays. But look on the other side of things. Wow. Jacksonville, 430 yards of offense on just 50 plays. And so, like, you know, if you want to take this, you know, look with at Gardner the Minshew. With Gardner Minshew, right? And you want to take a look at this in the whole picture of things. Defensively, 
you know, maybe they're not as improved uh, as we kind of thought, you know, they, they were hoping to be from last year after getting rid of a couple of edge rushers yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and bringing in Frank, Frank Clark. So we'll see how that develops as well. All right. The Minnesota Vikings, they, uh, they dropped the people's elbow. They <laughs> smell what Dalvin was cooking. Second and 10 from the Falcons, 19. Dalvin Cook is the tailback, feeling in motion to the right. Now he motions back to the left, handoff Dalvin, sprints out to the left, gets a block from Thielen, walks into the end zone, touchdown! Dalvin Cook with the Vikings' second touchdown today. Well, Dalvin Cook was rolling, and let me just give you a little math here, a little math equation for us here today, fellas. Garrett plus Gary equals goodness because when you go out and you draft Garrett Bradbury and you bring in Gary Kubiak that is a perfect marriage between offensive line skill set and scheme which they do with all the zone stuff that they run and all the lateral quickness that Garrett Bradbury can bring the rest of that interior line uh, looked good as well and then Dalvin Cook who this looked like Florida State Dalvin Cook Buck this was the same guy that we saw terrorize everybody and we thought okay this is going to be a guy who's you know Alvin Kamara like impact at the next level he's healthy he's got the scheme that fits him he's got the right coach around him with Stefanski and Kubiak and now they've got an offensive line uh, that all fits it's it's amazing to me how you get misfits and we talk about, ah, this guy's not good, this guy's overrated, or this guy maybe is underrated. You've got to get the fit, and this is finally the right fit for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it absolutely is the right fit, and I just love Dalvin Cook. I loved him when he was coming out of Florida State. I think he's ideally suited to play in this kind of scheme. He's a one-cut runner. He can get to the edge. He's very decisive and explosive when he makes his decisions. He is a guy that I believe is going to have a – tremendous impact on this offense and if they are able to run the ball like they ran it uh, against the Falcons where they had 77% of their plays were run get, run calls Kirk had eight completions I mean, it's, eight it's, completions it's, it's on what 10 times? And 10 attempts it's unbelievable to think that they were able to go back but as a defensive minded coach Mike Zimmer had to absolutely love this he had to love the way that Dalvin Cook also looked into the offense. I think, man, there are a lot of smiles around the locker room. And on the flip side, you know, defensively, Dan Quinn's got nowhere to look but in the mirror. Oh, I mean, no, he's, all on he's him. running that defense oh, now, yeah, right? It's, it's, it's all on him. And sometimes, no, no doubt. If you go ahead, Buck, I was going to just say real quick if you, if you looked at it before the game and I said this, Kirk Cousins is going to have four <laughs> more pass attempts than rushing attempts. Yeah, yeah. He Kirk did. Cousins ran the he ball ran six, six times, times and only right. threw it 10 times. Right. That's, that's insane. It is, it is insane, but grinding it out, being able to run it, this system, and the system for Kirk Cousins is a beautiful thing because it is all stretch, bootleg, stretch, misdirection, take shots. It really cleans up the picture for Kirk Cousins. I think he's going to flourish in this offense. And defensively, Minnesota seems a little bit back to, to more of that 2017 version than the 2018. Oh, for sure. They're 28 nothing going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> hey, Buck, we'll get let you get yeah. to the next one here in just a second, but all I could think of watching that game was – uh, I have a son who's 15. I think your son's got his license now, right? He's 16. He's 16. No license. 16. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. But we're he's 16. Yet. So, so yeah. we're in the same boat here, right? So we both have permit drivers. Yep. Like I think that Kirk Cousins might have lost his license <laughs> and is just driving with a permit right now. He's got to have somebody Mike in the Zimmer. car next to him at all Mike times. Zimmer. He's not allowed to drive by himself. Yeah, Mike. Yes, Mike Zimmer's a driving instructor. Yeah, Mike That's Zimmer. great. Yeah, Mike Zimmer is like, no, 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 no. I can't trust you to get on the four or five yet. We're just going to keep it in the neighborhood. Side streets. Side Side streets, streets baby. Sure. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, we'll progress, though. We'll get there. We'll yeah, get there eventually. For sure. And thinking about uh, getting there, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, something. they are a work in progress. 
Four receivers set, two right, two left. First down at the Detroit 27. Murray back to pass, looking, throws it, middle of the field for Johnson, caught for a touchdown! Kyler Murray's first NFL touchdown, a beautiful throw to David Johnson, and the Cardinals are back in the game with 5.57 to play. You know, I, I've seen a lot of things, and I'm 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 admit to what I did yesterday during this game. I clicked it. <laughs> I clicked it because I didn't see anything. <laughs> Through three quarters, Kyler Murray was fast, man. he was nine for twenty-five, seventy yards, had an interception, and a passer rating of twenty-seven point nine. And then all of a sudden, I go away, and like my phone is buzzing because Kyler Murray has lit it up. And so then, when you go back and rewatch mm. it, I think it was a a matter of a couple of different things. And maybe we underestimated the newbie factor. You have a new head coach who's adjusting to a new game and a new quarterback who's also adjusting. And in the first three quarters, it looked like they didn't know what they were doing. Cliff Kingsbury was trying to do too much. In the fourth quarter, man, they simplified it, scaled it down, and allowed Kyler Murray to be the special athlete and player that he is. And, man, things turned all the way back around. It would be interesting to see if they're able to pick up where they left off after this first week. You know, like I was watching this thing for a while and I was just like, golly, it's a hard watch. It's a hard watch right now. It was hard to watch. I had the same thing. I flipped over. I was watching the, you know, the Bengals and the Seahawks. As I told you, I mean, the Seahawks were my survivor pick. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to lose it week one. (laughs) Week one. I'm going to lose it week one. And all of a sudden, you know, with under six minutes to play, they start making this thing a game. And, you know, you just kind of wonder you know, what part of the game plan flipped or was it, did it finally click for Kingsbury to make this type of adjustments? You know, and you know, a lot of times we see that at halftime. Maybe it didn't, maybe it took that long, but um, you know, Larry Fitzgerald still proving to be the most reliable thing that's on this offense. Eight, eight catches, 113 yards and a touchdown. He had the, you know, the touchdown that, that put him in position for the two point conversion. Um, and, but you know, like my takeaway from this game, you know where I'm going, DJ, right? Mm. You know where I'm going with this one. What do you got? Hawkinson, baby. Oh, Hawkinson. Six catches, yeah. 131 oh, and a touch. Big game. Feeling really good about my 14th, 15th round fantasy pick in just about every one of my leagues. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'll give you that one. Well, here, well, here's here's my uh, my takeaway from that game. If I had told you before the game, guys, that Matthew Stafford was going to have more rushing yards than Kyler Murray, you guys uh, you guys buying that one? <laughs> I think I think Matthew Stafford had more rushing yards than Kyler Murray Wheels. and Lamar Jackson combined. He did. Yeah, he did. Just running around. Yeah, making plays. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, so that is insane. Not what we expected. Uh, well, I, I was sitting there thinking though. I was you know call calling the, the the Charger game while this game's going on, and I just kept looking at the update. You know, it was following the score, so I wasn't seeing it as it was going on. But I'm watching this going like, okay. They do know, like you, you're not hiding plays anymore, right? Like you, you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Run Let's the open it up. Like, these you are the let, games that actually yeah, count. You, you I can let it out. Still doing that. Yeah, yeah. It it, it took a while, but look, they settled in, they got comfortable, and now we'll see if they can kind of kind of use it as a launching point for probably more production, more better performance the next time we see them. Yeah. By the way, also five sacks for that All Lions right. defense. So you know, watch out for that uh, that yeah. Cardinals offensive line moving forward. Go ahead. Yeah, the other thing to look forward to, the uh, the Lions play a full overtime, and next week they will welcome the Chargers coming off of a full, overtime game. Yeah. So conditioning early in the season. Uh, we'll see what that looks like there. I'll be there to check that one out. All right, normally we do 10 takeaways. That is 10. But it's week one. We're excited. So we bonus. A bonus here. A little 11th, 11th takeaway. Uh, breaking some rules here. Because I, I wanted to give a little love to an underappreciated group, and that group is the New England Patriots defense. 
First and 10 from the 41 of the Pats. Empty set, takes the snap. Four-man rush, firing a deep ball down the right side. That pass intercepted nice. in the end zone. And Devin McCourty has it for a touchback. Devin McCourty with career interception number 22. This is a Patriots defense, guys. Um, if we all remember, and I know it's been a minute, but remember when the Rams were the high-flying team and they were going mm -hmm. to the Super Bowl and best play caller, the best offense in football, and how many points did they get? I want to say, yeah, three. Uh, Bill Belichick in this Patriots defense held the Rams to three points in the Super Bowl. So what have they done in the offseason? Well, they've seen some of their sack total walk out of the building and a big, big contract for Flowers. He goes to Detroit. Um, and people kind of wondering, okay, Michael Bennett's coming in here. They're missing Kyle Van Oy in this game. Um, what are they going to look like? Well, what they look like is the same suffocating defense that they were last year. And this is a, a secondary Bucky that I think is as good as any secondary in the NFL, uh, especially with McCourty's the way they're rolling right now. And Gilmore, I think for my money, if I, if I could pick one corner and go play a game and had to match up with somebody, mm, yeah. I think Stephon Gilmore would be my pick. He's paying at that high of a level. I, I just, I think this New England Patriots, all the storylines, Antonio Brown, Gronk retires, you know, what's Brady going to do? We talk offense, 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 and ho-hum, this defense has is, is really been the best in football. If you really look at how they limit scoring and play red zone defense and mm -hmm. all the things that you want to do defensively at a high level, these guys do. Look, they do everything. They, they do everything that you want to see a good defense. And they do it in a way that is, I, I guess, is not sexy or appealing because they don't have a lot of splash numbers. They don't have get a lot of sacks. Uh, they don't take the ball, turn the ball over away a ton but what they do do is they provide excellent coverage in the back end this is a team that really is very very simple in what they do they line up they play cover one rat meaning they play man free have a deep post safety and someone sitting in the middle they pass off the crossing routes they find a way to you lock up on your man and they make it very very difficult for the quarterback and you talk about this defense playing likes out we can imagine what this offense is going to look like when ab joins the fold because they already look like they were hitting on all cylinders Man, I know we went into the year not wanting to talk about the Patriots being a team that could go back-to-back, -back, but right now in the <laughs> AFC, it looks like it's the Patriots and the Chiefs on a collision course. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I, I love that on the defense, right? I'd love to go – I have to go back and look at how many pressures they got on Roethlisberger. They only sacked him once. So, I mean, you're right. It is really a, it's a, a ton of it's about defense. coverage, yes. right? Uh, offensively, here's one for you. Uh, life without Rob Gronkowski, right? Last year, they played 24 plays the entire season where they did not use a tight end. So they had a tight end in all the time. Last night, 25 plays without a tight end. Mm. So again, morphing their offense. Now, let's That's see what, what they do. let's see if that changes when Ben Watson comes back off suspension, when Kendricks comes back mm -hmm. off suspension. But Sony Michelle, 15 carries. 14 yards, yep. you know, it's so and Tom Brady was way more efficient pushing the ball down the field last night as opposed to all of last season uh, to Philip Dorsett and to Josh Gordon. So now let's, let's just throw it. I will say about Josh Gordon. Yeah. Josh Gordon looked like he was in great shape. Yeah. I know last year he kind of came in yeah. in the middle of the thing, but looking at him against the Steelers, he looked like he was primed and ready to go. He looked like the special Josh Gordon that we re remember from way, way, way back. Man, if he can come and be just part of that guy and he can be accountable, which is always going to be hard bet considering what he's battling. But, man, if he gives you something and if A.B. can just master system in total line, you're talking about a headache to have to defend each and every week. No yeah, they, uh, they beat the Steelers, which that game took place on September 8th. 
Their next game is, uh, let's see here, their next game is November 3rd. Uh, that's the next time they play somebody that can be competitive. Uh, they, they are going to roll. They are going to be rolling until they get to the 3rd of November, and that's when their season starts. At the Ravens, at the Eagles, they play the Cowboys, at the Texans, and then the Chiefs. Yeah. So and then this my team Bengals. is going to be rolling, and yeah. they're going to – Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. of course, the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rex okay. Bengals Thank in there. You. I don't want to shortchange them. Right. Uh, but so they're going to get used to it. The, the Patriots are going to be uh, – they're going to be routing folks here until they get – to the month of November. All right, before we uh, before we we call it a show here, there was uh, there was some some fantastic clips we played. We love Mike Keith, the job that he did. We heard some great call there from my buddy oh uh, Matt Money Smith. But Bucky, oh, there uh, oh I there know was another call. Oh, the and I don't know if you got a chance to see. Uh, no, but you know it was the a Louisiana debut. Tech yeah. Grambling game. Oh boy, I think you're going to recognize uh, this voice right here. And here we go, first in goal for this Tech offense. Another guy not going to do zone first touchdown of the day goes to Lottech and Justin Henderson. Wow. That. How about that? that? Is, you know I mean? That's big. So, so Rhett, the question is, uh, bigger moment for you, hearing your name at the top of the show today <laughs> or, uh, or, you know, calling a college football game. Great call there. Uh, that's a that's a really tough one. Um, it, present company considered, obviously, was the top of the show. <laughs> top of the show. You asked, Yeah, thank you. Somebody else thank asks you. me right, at right the end here. of the day. It was definitely the end of the show. But uh, that, that, thanks, that, guys. That was that, cool. That, no, by the way, cool. great job on the broadcast oh, man. of pumping in the uh, the crowd. Noise that was that was great. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's you know, that was my my layout after the old touchdown call. You know, I was just trying to be do my best, oh, Al Michaels. Yeah, let it, you know breathe. I mean? let, let it breathe, let it breathe, baby. Let it breathe. Yeah, let, nice. I love thank it. you for that. Hey, thank great you for job, that, guys. man. That was appreciate uh, that. I'm happy. Rhett is uh, he's a great addition to our show here on, uh, on the Takeaway Pod as well. Looking forward to this all year long. All right, fellas, football is back. Watch live, local, and primetime NFL games for free all season with the Yahoo Sports app or the official app of the NFL on your phone or tablet. Plus, get all your latest breaking news, highlights, and more. Download the NFL app or the Yahoo Sports app in your app store or at NFL.com slash mobile today. Certain restrictions and data rates may apply uh buck this was uh this was fun i feel like we we've grown now we've added a new member to the team <laughs> and uh, i feel like we're stronger than ever absolutely stronger oh, strength man. is in numbers yes rick comes aboard yeah it's nice this is great it's the path team man we're just getting ready. We get ready this, for the spring yes <laughs> nice and early yeah. and uh and Brett, since you uh, I've, I've hold on one second they said you actually have some hosting experience. So since you do, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, wrap and promote here as we as we get out the door? All right. Download the Move the Six podcast here, Apple Podcasts, or on your favorite podcast app. Do it like I do. Check out all the videos at NFL.com slash MTS video or on the new channel on YouTube, YouTube.com slash NFL podcast. How about that? And a big thank you that, for listening yeah, to Move the gotta, Six. Yeah, there, you almost forgot it. Nicely done. <laughs> all right, boys. On. Uh, week one is all. We got a couple Monday night games. We'll have a chance to uh, to recap those on the next episode. Appreciate you sticking with us. Thank you again for all those uh, those reviews and rankings you guys have been leaving us on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate work. it, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.